like Region Healthcare's Health and Wellness Podcast, where we feature news and information you can use to live a healthier life. I am Katie Johnson, your host, and my guest today is Heather Forsman. She is a newest member of our medical staff. She's a certified nurse midwife, also a women's health nurse practitioner, and we are excited to welcome her to Lake Region Healthcare and take this opportunity to get to know her a little bit better. better. So thanks for joining us, Heather. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let's um, just start by learning a little bit more about your background and what inspired you to um, become a certified nurse midwife. Um, wonderful. So I I tell everybody I'm kind of an I, I'm untraditional pathway, I guess is what I like to say. And so when I go to why I became a midwife, it really does go way back. So um, I spent my high school years in foster care. And so while I was in foster care, I um, if you don't know a lot about the foster care system, it can be it can be kind of tricky, especially 25 years ago. Um, I bounced around to a lot of places, a lot of group homes, and a lot of different things because as a teenager, it's really hard to find placement. Um, during that time, I then, of course, got pregnant. And so as a pregnant teen, I aged out of the foster care system at the age of 18 and um, went to live with my sister. And um, our background was not the greatest. And so, of course, some some not good lifestyle choices, I guess is what I would put it now that I'm professional and older. Um, I, if you would have known me at 17, probably wouldn't have liked me all that much. I was a little bit naughtier of a teenager. Um, when I went to the hospital to have my baby, I was alone. And so I had my sister for part of it. Um, but my labor and delivery nurse was fresh out of school. She was a new grad, super excited to be there and super excited to be with me while I had my baby. And because I had a very long labor, she got to be with me two shifts. Um, and on the second shift, she was so excited to be part of the delivery that she stayed. And as I got handed this new human <laughs> that I really didn't know if they should be, let me go home with this new human. She said to me that that didn't have to be the end of my life. And I think that moment she didn't even realize what she was saying to me or the impact that it would have on my future. Um, but as I looked down at this little girl that ends up, ended up being an amazing daughter, by the way, um, I just thought, First of all, wow, I'm gonna, they're going to trust me the human. <laughs> Second of all, um, I can't keep being the human I'm being and be the best for her. And so I decided then that I was going to become a labor and delivery nurse. And so um, because I come from that background, I didn't have science or math or any of those things. So I had to kind of start from scratch. I also did not have my high school diploma. So um, I started first the GED program and then slowly worked my way into nursing school. Um, became an LPN and then knew that whole time I wanted to work as a labor and delivery nurse. And so in order to do that, you had to become an RN. And so I became a labor and delivery nurse in Omaha, worked there for almost 11 years total as a labor and delivery nurse. And as I watched obstetrics kind of evolve, um, I watched us kind of stepping away from bedside nursing and becoming more about monitors and technology, which have their place and they're wonderful and they're amazing and we need them. But we stopped listening to the women and we stopped hearing their voices. And I just thought to myself, I'm going to change this and I'm going to become an OB-GYN. That's what I thought. So um, I had my bachelor's in nursing and I started applying to OB-GYN schools. A lot of what you don't know though is, is that OB-GYN is a little trickier to get into than just that. Um, med school is not easy to get into. 
um, you have to show your high school diplomas and your ACT scores and your high school background, which I did not have, but I still kept applying until somebody told me about midwifery and that maybe you should become a midwife. And at that time I said, oh, I don't like deliver people in the woods while they bake a pie. Like that is not what I'm going to be doing. I'm in a hospital. I want to be in a hospital. And she's like, you can be that kind of midwife. Um, I applied to a few midwifery schools and got accepted very easily. And so that's when I decided this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a midwife. I'm going to deliver babies. Um, I'm going to change this for women so they can have more of a voice. And so um, I joined Frontier. They had a dual program at the time. Somebody told me to do it together because be, I'd be a more of a commodity in a rural hospital, which is what I ended up going to. Um, and so that is really where my journey to become a midwife kind of came from and started. So... Wow, what a powerful story. Yeah, well, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I ask this question of every provider, but rarely do I get a story with that much meaning and um, so much heart behind why you're doing what you're doing. So, well, don't make me Thank cry. you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that so much. So um, tell us a little bit about how long you've been a midwife and what that part of your um, career has looked like. So um, I became a midwife um, almost exactly eight years ago. And so I started first, like I said, I was a labor and delivery nurse in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, and then as I went to midwifery school, I switched to our small rural hospital to do obstetrics because of call in the big city and my requirements for school. I couldn't do both at the same time. Um, as I started working in the rural hospitals when I fell in love with rural health care, mm -hmm. which is, is its own burden itself. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when I decided I wanted to work rural as a midwife. I started actually my first job in Park Rapids, Minnesota. Um, I was one of two midwives and eventually three midwives there in Park Rapids where it was very rural setting. We had general surgeons that backed us up and then we were the only obstetrical care. So there was no doctors, just mm -hmm. midwives. Um, which is a different also environment than what I had ever been in in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I learned a lot. I was taught a lot. My partners were amazing there. Um, but then COVID hit. I had a teenage daughter. Um, she had some mental health issues. And so we needed to go back to where we had some more family support because we also had littles. Um, so we chose to go back to Iowa so that we'd be closer to my husband's family, which is all in Iowa. Out, but So I've now been a midwife for almost eight years, which is weird to even think oh, about. That's so, yeah. yeah. So I think I, I think now I'm over 500 babies. And so, um, since school. And so it's yeah. just amazing to even think that all those yeah. lives I've been part of. So, yeah, what yeah. a gift. What was it about Lake Region Healthcare that made you choose or say this was the right place for you and your family? And your yeah. Practice? Um, that's a big question. Cause actually I almost said no, just cause you didn't have midwives here. And it made me a little wary again. Um, but I came here, first of all, your community is pretty amazing. I mean, let's just be honest, if you're raising kids, like between the library, Otter Cove Museum, the environment, the town, you have like this mini small town vibe. And yet I can go to Aldi's if I drive outside of town and get my groceries. So it's, um, it's really a big deal to me to be in that small town vibe. Um, I love my children and even like my husband sometimes. No, I'm just joking. I really <laughs> love my husband. But I like to be part of my family too. So I like to have where everything's kind of connected. Um, I don't want to have to drive an hour to take my kids places. Um, because as you know, car rides with little kids is really fun. Yeah, and, and so I like that all those things were in this area. Um, the other thing I liked about the hospital was that I felt like this is really wanted here. And so every time 
I walked down the hallway and I ran into somebody that talked about it. It wasn't just the administrative staff that wanted midwifery care here. It felt like it was very much wanted by the whole hospital. And so that made me feel a lot more positive about coming somewhere that didn't have midwives. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like between the community and that, that's what really made me want to come here. Oh, that's great. For listeners who are unfamiliar, maybe we should back up a little bit and <laughs> talk exactly about what a certified nurse midwife does and why a woman might choose a midwife. So I, I always think that's a really good question. Even like my misperceptions in the beginning, yeah. you know, when I was thinking about going to school and thought that midwives were just people who got taught by their grandma and, you know, they were lay midwives and they birthed people at their homes and, you know, which is also another environment though that you can use a midwife. And I'm not saying that I don't support that. Um, but I think a lot of people don't think that we have an education um, or an educational background. And we actually, I got my master's in nursing, you know, and then I got my nurse practitioner and my midwife together. And so I, I did go to a lot of school um, in order to have that that nursing background core first before mm -hmm. I became a midwife, which was part of the requirement for to be a certified nurse midwife. Um, the other part of misconceptions is that we can only care for a pregnant woman. I think I get that a lot also. Um, one of my bigger passions is actually um, educating teenage girls about their health care, mm -hmm. their um, contraception options, um, sexually transmitted diseases, um, different ways to prevent those items, their health care in general around what a normal menstrual cycle should be, normal pelvic pain should be, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So I'm very passionate about that also. So I think we think that only midwives can take care of pregnant women, and that's not necessarily the case either. Um, we take care of women throughout their whole lifespan. The The biggest concept is, is that we want women to be part of that choice, and we want them to be empowered and have a voice. And so when we do the healthcare discussions that we have with patients, we want to know their perspective a little bit more than just our perspective. Mm -hmm. It's a great partnership, uh, which leads into the next question really well. What types of appointments do you offer? You know, what, uh, what kinds of um, appointments will women be able to make with you? Right. Well, um, of course, I really want to deliver babies. So obstetrics is probably the bigger part of my practice. Um, so I see people prenatally um, through their entire pregnancy and then, of course, postpartum. I also assist with my own C-section. So if the doctors choose to do it, like say for some reason you were to need a C-section, I also will go with you to the OR. So if you were to be a repeat C-section patient and choose that path, you would still be able to see me for your prenatal mm -hmm. care also. Mm -hmm. um, I see women for all their health care. So primary care for women in general, you have to have had menstruation. So you have to be of a menstruating age all the way through menopause. Um, I have some limits when you get a little bit on the older spectrum, only because if your health care needs what is considered not in the normal category, I really feel like then you should have somebody who specializes in that. We can always find you the right fit. That doesn't mean that you can't come see me just because I might not be the right fit for you. I feel like you should interview anybody you're going to see for your health care. Um, anytime that you, whether I can deliver your baby or not, you might not like me personally on a personal level. So maybe you'll come to meet me and you'll just realize we don't jive on the same labor curve that you want to be on or you know maybe you won't like the way I smile or you know you have to look at me a lot when you're in labor so you know I think it's it's a fair thing to say that you should just come meet your provider and if you don't necessarily like me that's okay we can find the right fit for you um, I also see babies um, I see babies up to 28 days I also see them in the hospital um, I do a lot of my own lactation 
consult stuff. We have a great lactation though nurse at the hospital, so we're gonna kind of pair together to see how what that looks like in the clinic for me. Um, what else? Any women health concerns? I'm very passionate about, like I said, contraception, getting teens educated, um, to how to know their bodies, know their things. Um, I'm very passionate about teen pregnancy, um, prevention and care. Um, I I think really honestly, when it comes down to things, anything women's healthcare related, you can come see me, and if I can't help you, I will figure out who can. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the great things about being part of a team, like you yes. mentioned. Talk a little bit about the team. We recently interviewed Alicia Truckus and um, another certified nurse midwife who just joined us. So you have a, a partner in yes. the midwifery services and, a, you know, a full OBGYN team and, and primary care team surrounding yes. you as well. So um, at the joy of being a team is that, as I said earlier, midwifery is supposed to really focus on normal obstetric care. So when you when you quote normal, I really hate that word. It's not really the best word to use, but normal would mean that you have nothing high risk going on in your pregnancy. That doesn't mean that we can't care for that, but say you were to step, step out of that normal category, we then have a team that we can collaborate with and work with, or in the instance you need a C-section, um, Neither me or Alicia will perform C-sections ourselves, and so we would need somebody who does surgery to do that. And so it's a nice collaborative to be able to know that we have team members that we can easily collaborate with and easily hand things off to if they might quote unquote fall out of that normal category. Um, a, another thing is, is that because I do have experience, I do work with a lot of things like gestational diabetes and hypertension and things like that in pregnancy. So I will care for some of those things, but I will collaborate then with the OB guide that we have or with our family practice OB. Um, same with newborns, you know, I feel like normal newborn is really where I should stay. If you were to have a baby that tends to have problems, I know what to do, but that's where the pediatrician part of it will fall into play. Or maybe your family practice that already sees your other kids, you're going to want them to see the kids while they're at the hospital. And that's completely okay too. I can deliver your baby and then hand them off to whoever sees your other children. Um, and then I can take great care of you while they take great care of your baby and we can collaborate together on any problems that happen with lactation or any of those situations. So really when it comes down to it, every part of the hospital needs everybody. So whether it's a dietary person or somebody who's cleaning the bathroom or the nurses that are doing the labor supporting, like we all need to be part of that team in order to make things function correctly. Well, obstetrics is no different. I might be one wheel on that car that needs to be driven and all of my partners are gonna be the other wheels so that we drive you to the right location. Collaboration so. for the best possible patient experience, right? Yes, I agree. Speaking of uh, patient experience, what's, what's your care philosophy? What does it mean to you to provide really excellent care? So I, my biggest thing is that I want women to have voices. I feel like we lost our voice somewhere along the way, and I don't know if it's because of fear or the, that we got so much great medical technology that we just stopped talking as much too, and I'm really good at talking, so I don't tend to have that problem, but I, I want women to be part of that decision-making. So when they come to see me, I want them to not only understand what we're doing and what we're saying, but to be part of making that decision. Because really when it comes down to obstetric care or labor and delivery or your women's health care, I'm going to be one chapter in that book that you're writing. It's it's not I'm not going to be the whole thing. I'm going to be just a piece of it. So you are the one really writing that book. And so I want to be hearing your voice and 
helping you to make the best healthcare choices that you're making. Because in the end, you have to be happy with that delivery or happy with that situation. And I think if we empower women to be part of the decision making and to have their voices be heard, that I think their, first of all, their healthcare will be better. I think the outcomes will be better. And in turn, our patients will be happier. And, and then I'm going to be happier because my patients are happier. So I think women, hearing women's voices is what really we need to step back to. Now there's going to be a time I need to drive the bus. I tell my patients that all the time. But if you trust me and we've had those conversations, it's going to be a lot easier for me to be able to drive that bus when that occurs. Mm-hmm. And to, to do it in a way you know is in line with the expectations yes. and desires of, of the woman that you're helping. I love that. Um, we've talked a little bit about misconceptions of, of certified nurse midwives. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that that conversation and the opportunity to, to clear those up here? Yeah, so I always, my, my husband actually always laughs at me because I always say, um, you know, I don't do home birth. Now, that does not mean that I don't support home birth because I do think that that is a choice, again, based on that woman's um, what she wants. I know during COVID, we had a lot more people who chose to home birth because they wanted their children there and they wanted their spouse there. They didn't want things to occur that were out of their control, which is really what it comes down to. Women women don't want to feel like they've lost control because labor's already hard enough without having that loss of control aspect. But I do not home birth. Um, second, I, <laughs> I really think it's funny when people tell me, well, the reason why I want to you know, have a home delivery something like that is because I want to be able to sniff lavender or bounce on a ball, whatever it is that they want to do. Um, I tell people all the time, if you want me to make it feel like a home birth in your room, I'll do my best to do that. So if you want to sniff lavender in the corner, bounce on your ball with your gown you homemade, however it is that you want to do it, I will support that. As long as when you medically need that team, we're behind you and we're supportive of you. We can make your birth what you want it to be. But at sometimes it does need medical intervention and we will need to step in and do things, but we'll do our best to support what you truly want it to be. Um, fourth, there's no midwife voodoo out there. I think they think sometimes that we like, I don't know, concoct our own pop potions or I don't know what they think, but um, we don't really have any voodoo. That's not what we do. I think we really just try to empower women to be part of the decision making. And then we also really just try to empower normal, which is that women have been having babies for a very long time. So um, we used to have them in the woods and then go bake a pie in our stone oven. And so I think if, if we just go back to where we really empower those women, whether it is getting an epidural, which you can have with a midwife. I think a lot of people think if you come to a midwife, you can't have any pain control either. Um, And that's not the case either. Your labor, your delivery is to be about what you want it to be. So if you want me to rub your back with tennis balls and position you and tell you you don't need an epidural and rub you down in your essential oils, I will do that. But if you decide that you want to get an epidural, you get an epidural. It, It needs to be the birth you want it to be. That's what it really comes down to. What about when you're not working? What do you like to do uh, in your spare time? So um, I have four kids and a husband. And so um, I, when I saw that free time on there, I was like, what is that? What is that? Like, I don't remember between being a midwife and working and a mom, as we all know, it's busy life. And so I know someday I'll look back and I'll miss all of this, though. So I try to remind myself that on a regular basis. Um, but I'm very busy with my kids. So I like to do stuff with my kids. So um, don't be surprised. I love your library. So you will see 
see me at it. Um, we also now love Otter Cove Museum. That is my kids's, I have to drag them out of there. And so if you see two boys screaming and kicking their way out the doors, they're probably mine. Um, but I, I love spending time with my kids and I really love to bake and cook. So um, if I have downtime, that's what I really like to do is bake and cook. So Yum. We'll, we'll take you up on that. <laughs> Anything else you would like our listeners to know about you, about your practice, about certified nurse midwives? Um, no, I, I think just come ask too. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I'm a very honest person and a very open book. Um, I feel like everybody has their own path and their own journey. And so definitely do not judge a book by its cover whatsoever. Um, so if you want to ask me questions about being a midwife, come on in and mm -hmm. ask me. I am an open book on that. And I'm very passionate about women's health care. So um, sometimes I go on a little tangent about it. But at the same point, if you have questions, just ask. Mm -hmm. And the place to find you is in the Fergus Falls Clinic, right? Right. Um, that is the place to make appointments with uh, Heather. Um, before we close, I always like to offer one last opportunity for you to give one healthcare tip you'd like our listeners to hear from you. Well, you've heard me talk about it a lot, and that is just speak up. Um, come with concerns, questions, and come ready to talk. It's our job to listen. So even if you think it's the dumbest question that you have out there or the dumbest concern or maybe not a big deal or a lump you've had for 10 years or whatever it is, you should be able to come and feel like you can speak and we're going to hear your voice. So. Great advice. Great advice. Heather Forsman, Certified Nurse Midwife a women's health nurse practitioner, the newest member of our women's health team here at the Fergus Falls Clinic. Joining Alicia Trekis um, as one of two certified nurse midwives here to help uh, women in our area live their best and healthiest life. And we're so happy that you're on our team. Welcome to Fergus Falls and welcome to Lake Region Healthcare. All right, thank you so much. Heather Forsman and Katie Johnson on Apple a Day this morning reminding you at Lake Region Healthcare, we are here for you always. Have a great day.